I, I don't think it's so much about dealing with the situation as it is dealing with yourself in that situation and how you react to the situation. Because in life, the only thing we can control is, is ourselves. I just had a conversation with Joe Gerald, who took me back to Southern Louisiana and his roots. We talked about some of the struggles that he overcame and how it has shaped his desire to create a better life for himself. I think you're gonna enjoy hearing from Joe Gerald. Today, my guest is Joe Gerald. Joe, welcome. Hi. Glad to have you here. Uh, glad to be here. So tell us, tell our listeners here, what, what is it that you do for CNG and how long have you worked for us? Uh, so right now, um, I'm just in a role of uh, supporting the floor, more specifically mm -hmm. the supervisors on night shift, um, and also working with the technical department uh, for a future, hopefully a future position with the technical department. Uh, and I've worked at CNG for about three and a half years now. And even in that three and a half years, you've done a lot of different things. Uh yeah, this it's 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 been a lot because uh, I started as an operator um, on the floor because uh, I moved up here from um, Fort Worth and now and then I was a lead and then I became a supervisor and I did that for about a year on night shift and then I started going back to school for my chemistry degree and that's whenever they started putting me in different positions. Uh, I was a big part of the Five S project um, and I was packaging packaging supervisor for a little bit so. Yeah, I've, I've done I've done a lot. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to school to uh, to be a chemical engineer. Uh, n just a straight chemistry degree. Chemistry as of right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this uh, you got a little bit of an accent. Like uh, I guess you could say we have an accent living up here in the north. But the, where'd yeah, you grow you. up? Uh, I grew up in southwest Louisiana, uh, almost actually around the border with Texas. Uh -huh. uh, the biggest city near us was probably Lake Charles. Um, it's like the same level as New Orleans. Except it's the other side of the state, I guess. Yeah. is kind of where we're from. I'm from, but yeah. So Port Charles, you get a lot of hurricanes there. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, a lot of those. Yeah, we've. There's been a few summers where you know, one specifically where we didn't have power for like two months. So yeah, I've been there, done that. It's not fun. Wow. So what was it like growing up in uh, in Louisiana? Uh, hot, <laughs> humid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it it was okay for the most part. Um, you know. I always talk about Louisiana in the way of I I love to visit Louisiana and I, I'm proud of where I come from. Um, and it's got its problems like everywhere else. But yeah, it, it was I grew up in a very small town of like maybe a thousand people. Wow. Yeah. So I very, very small. We I lived on 13 acres uh, with my father um, and spent a little time also in Texas uh, being raised by like my grandma and my aunts. But uh, so, yeah, just. We didn't have internet or TV. We had three ch like channels growing up and everything. Like we just didn't have a lot near us. And if we needed like groceries or anything, you drove for like forty minutes to an hour one way just to get groceries. So yeah. But when when you were young, that's the only life you knew. Yeah. Did you know there was like something else out there or? Uh, no, not so much. Uh, and you know, I I don't think it's kind of funny because. One thing, like, because I was born in 91, so whenever I was growing up, we were always told, you know, you have to go to college, you have to go to college. Um, at least by my father, I was. Mm -hmm. So, which was kind of great because whenever I did go to college, it really opened my eyes to everything and whatnot. So, but yeah. Yeah. 
So what are some of the interesting things that you've eaten? I've eaten? Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I'm asking <laughs> you this because we were talking about it earlier. Like, right. there's some uh, interesting uh, exotic things, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, let, I mean, some of the stuff I don't really think is super exotic, but I guess some of it is. Uh, frog legs would be one of them. I know that's uh -huh. probably not something a lot of people eat. We actually used to go frog gigging and like catch them and everything. Frog gigging? Gigging, yeah. Yep. What um, is that? How do you how do you gig a frog? Uh, <laughs> it's 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 actually almost kind of brutal, but um, you have it's just like these uh, I'd say almost like pole sticks, and you just go and find them in the water and with a spotlight during night, yep. and you just you just jab them, yeah, get them, yep. So wow. Um, so what is what does a frog leg taste like? Uh, you know. A lot of this, a lot of times, I have them. They're fried, and so people say uh -huh. like, "Oh, so they just taste like fried." It tastes like chicken, is what yeah. a lot of people say. But I think that's because they relate it to like the, you know, the the fried chicken, the chicken the, tenders. Yeah, so just dip them in barbecue, fry them <laughs> up. You know, everything tastes the same. Right. So it has its own unique flavor, and it's got an interesting texture to it. And I think that's what puts a lot of people off of it. But yeah, I've also had turtle. I've ate snake. Um, yeah, so I've eaten a lot of interesting things. Yeah, wow, that's adventurous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't anymore now. I mean, I don't have snakes <laughs> sitting in my fridge, right? But <laughs> so, so how did you end up here in Milton, Wisconsin? Growing um, up there in Louisiana, spending time in Texas. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, f I went to f the first college I went to after high school was Louisiana Tech University in Ruston, Louisiana which is top middle of Louisiana. You can think in between Shreveport, Louisiana and Monroe, Louisiana. Okay. So that's originally where I went to college. And since I went to a very small town, very small school, uh, a, a lot of the people that I went to school with, they just went and they became welders and things of that nature. And not a lot of people pursued. So um, they went into trades. Trades, trades yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, in trades. And of course, nothing wrong with that at all. And uh, I think, a lot of times I think that set them up better in life um, because they, because when you go to college, you don't know what you want to go for, right? No. But I just knew I had to go, so, but. Because your parents said so? Basically. <laughs> or my dad basically right, told me dad. so. So, you know, it's drilled in your head, you know. Yeah. But, and so I went there. The problem is, is if you're from a middle of nowhere town that isn't huge on education and you try to go for engineering, yeah. you're way behind the curve, like just off the rip. So yeah. I had a lot of trouble in school with study habits and just basic knowledge that I should have had. So I actually failed a lot of classes and I didn't do too well. Uh, I lost my scholarships and that's whenever I started working and trying to do school. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to go to school since 2010, which, uh, Way back, I mean, five years ago, it made me feel so terrible because I should have finished in four. But now, as I've gotten older, I've realized that, like, everyone has their own journey. And and there's a lot of skills I picked up by working multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. So, which has put me, you know, it still has put me in a good place in life. But um, so I kept trying to go to school, kept trying to go to school. But working two, three jobs at a time and trying to do school is, it's, it's hard. Um, so I still didn't do well. And I have a lot of issues too, like mentally, like uh, I suffer from depression and things like that. And growing up also with a single father, you mm -hmm. know, that stuff isn't, and, you know, I guess the term is toxic masculinity, right? And the idea of like, as a man, you're supposed to be strong and not show that weakness. So, and that really was in my head. And 
a lot of that kept me from addressing those problems. Um, but uh, throughout the years, of course, I've come to accept it and I've come to learn how to deal with it. Um, and I guess be weak, quote unquote. Oh gosh, gosh, <laughs> no, no, not weak, not weak. Yeah, to that's me. why it's quotes. Yeah, yeah, know. quotes, quotes. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't see that. Uh, yeah, but Joe was doing the quotes. Oh yeah. No, it's uh, it's actually brave. It's yeah. courageous. It's strong, right? To right. whenever you are uh, going against the grain, whether you know, and when I say that, I mean in your own family, like when you choose to take a path less traveled, which I have experienced doing myself, being a career woman and kind mm-hmm. of going against what my parents wanted. Um, it, it, you have to have bravery to do that. Right? I, yeah, I agree. Um, and, and it's, it's one of those things too. It's kind of hard because like I, the one, we didn't grow up with much. I grew up relatively poor. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but the one thing we always had, though, is I had a lot of good people in my life, though, still. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was one of them. Uh, and a couple, I have some aunts and stuff, too, and cousins that were, were awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so back to the story, sorry. Uh, yeah. So after I kept trying to go to college, eventually I got a call from my buddy, and he was like, hey, he works. He worked at the GM plant in Arlington, and he was like, hey, I got an opportunity for a job if you want it, uh, working for PPG contracting out with them doing chemical management. And it was like at the time, $21 an hour. And to me, that was a lot of money uh, because I had worked for Fastenal, a pet store. Uh, I worked at at a Chili's actually. Um, I've done a lot of different things. And most I've made was like $10 an hour. So 21 sounded awesome. And I figured I could continue my education up there. So I went up there for a little bit, spent about a year uh, I had some disagreements, to put it nicely, with my boss at the time because mm-hmm. I actually worked at GM during the strike. Oh. Yeah. So, and then after I decided, you know, I left that job, I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to finish my education, but other than that, I had nothing tying me down at the time. So um, my mom and father got a divorce whenever I was young, probably around six, give or take, and my mom moved up here actually and lived in Milton, Wisconsin. Really? And yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's, it, okay. I, I'd been up here a few different, like a few yeah. times, right. Yeah. To visit. Um, but once again, I'd saw my mom maybe every three years if I was lucky. Wow. Uh, and my stepfather has Parkinson's. So at the time I was like, none's tying me down. Might mm-hmm. as well just go up there and spend some time with him while I can. And, you know, get that time in that I lost for all them years. So. That's what I decided to do. And I actually went to my sister who lives in Florida now uh, with her husband because they he works at a, he's a professor for the Florida, uh, the University of Florida. But uh, and I was there and I looked on Indeed and I found CNG and I was like, oh, pretty good pay, you know, good yeah. benefits. You know, it yeah. looks like a good place to work. Night shift. Cool. I can finish my school and do that. And then I moved up here and well, and here we are now. So, yeah. But <laughs> what, what's that been like being reunited with your mom? Uh, it's been pretty awesome, uh, I got to say. And it's not like me and my mom ever had a bad relationship, right? It's just that we never had a super, uh, and I don't want to even say close because we were still pretty close. It's just, you know, not being there, right? Not physically being yeah, there. And, yeah. And whenever the next part I talk about, I don't want to sound like a slide on my father because my father gave like a lot up for me and my sister, but, uh, you know, he single father doing the best he can. Yeah. He actually, uh, he would work all the holidays and stuff like that. So 
we didn't do a whole lot of stuff growing up. Uh, so I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, so, so the, you know, the, you faced a lot of adversity, yeah. you know, coming up. I mean, you know, living the way you did and, you know, kind of with, you, you probably had to help parent your sister. Uh, actually, my sister's older oh, than sister, I am. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So she just, is. This is two of you, and you know, yeah. kind of growing up and tough circumstances. <laughs> yeah. And, right. Uh, my sister. The funniest thing about that, though, is my sister's actually my cousin. Uh, is because my mom and dad, while they were still together, actually adopted my sister from my aunt and them. So ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I I would have to say in this in this life so far, up to this point. Uh, my sister has been probably the most important person in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. She's always been there for me, and I've always been there for her. Mm. Because like I said, there was just, we just didn't have a lot growing up, and my father was too busy providing for us to be sure. there in other ways. So, you know, we kind of helped almost raise each other a little bit. So, you know, yeah. and there's been times like whenever, you know, she's been, because she actually got her uh, PhD from Purdue University. So she... There PhD and uh, chemo. Uh, so it's, uh, oh, is it? Now I'm having to think. It's a chemistry degree, but it's more specifically an analytical chemistry degree. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just working like with precise instruments and stuff wow. like that. PhD, that's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, she yeah. actually graduated in like four years compared to five. But so. oh, you're too hard on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, she, she was. She, yeah. Um, it that was also kind of hard. As I sometimes like. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, man, my sister got her degree and then she got her Ph.D. Yeah. And I still haven't got my undergrad yet. You know, you, know so. you, you can't compare yourself to anyone else. You, everyone, <laughs> right. everyone has a different journey. And, right. you know, I, I think, uh, you know, certainly, you know, the it, what what experiences you have shapes you into who you are 100%. and who you're meant to be. Right. Yeah, I agree. So some of the adversity that you faced, how do you think that that shows up in your life today in terms of the person it shaped you into, Joe? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I think the major thing that you acquire from growing up, you know, hard life or however you yeah. want to put it, is you learn how to deal with things and not only things, but more specifically yourself. Because I think a lot of times, you know, when people talk about life, right, how do I deal with life? How do I deal with these situations? I, I don't think it's so much about dealing with the situation as it is dealing with yourself in that situation mm. and how you react to the situation. Mm -hmm. Because in life, the only thing we can control is, is ourselves. We can't control what happens to us or what other people do. So the most important thing is being able to control your, not control your emotions, but manage them. Yeah, yeah, understand your emotions, understand what you're going through and like having to put things on the back burner and focus on what you need to focus on. And I so I think that, the management, like management of your emotions is what you mainly get from that hard life. And I think it does make you appreciate things more, just like anything in life. Um, but yeah, and I think like, and I don't even want to say, I don't know if my work ethic actually comes from that either. Or, you know, my drive comes from that. I would like to say that's why my drive comes from that, you know. I, cause, I bet it does. Uh, yeah, I imagine it <laughs> yes, does, right? Because right. it, it does drive you to want more because yeah. you've been on the bottom and you know what it feels like. You know what it feels like not to eat. You know what it feels like not to have the things you want and to see things and want things. Yeah. Um, Gives you that drive and yeah, ambition to for sure. live a different life. Mm -hmm. So what do you like to do for fun? Like what, what really lights you up? 
uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I think I'm almost kind of a boring person because, uh, I, I honestly, I think I just like to relax mostly. Um, but I, I'm always intrigued in, in anything, uh, like science related. I, I love learning about the universe and it's like the universe, how things work. And, and I think that's why I became a chemist major is because it's yeah. just so interesting how things work and why they work. Mm-hmm. And understanding those things, just like these microphones we're speaking into, and understanding like all of the science that goes into that. So a lot of times it's just reading articles and stuff like that. Um, I I love to play video games. Like I, I was, like I said, I was born in '91, yeah. so like you know I I've played a crap ton of video games. So and I have buddies I play with and stuff like that. So um, ultimately, I think it might just come down just to hanging out with people and you know, bonding with people. I think that's super fun. But I also enjoy anything. I mean, I really enjoy sports, more specifically like volleyball. I love playing volleyball. I play racquetball. Uh, and then like camping, I love camping, um, So hiking. So when, when you were talking earlier about being in school and you said you lost your scholarship, what did you have a scholarship for? Uh, some of them, I think it. that was so long ago. So it wasn't a sports thing. It wasn't a playing a sports thing. No, I had pretty good grades. I think it had to do with my. G- no, it was. It was my GPA. It was. Uh, uh, it was something that Louisiana specifically had. I can't even think of the name of it now. But it was like if you maintained a certain grade point average and everything, you got this scholarship that you didn't have to pay back. Yeah. But of course, my like three point eight GPA plummeted <laughs> when I first went to college. So yeah, but, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. yeah, yeah. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> So if if you could meet anyone at all, any famous person or anyone from the past that's no longer here, is there anybody you'd want to meet? Anyone. Uh, so, I mean, immediately my response to that one would be like, because when we talked about deceased, of course, uh, I would have to think of my my grandma is who I probably would love to sit down and talk mm-hmm. with, you know. A few more times, so yeah. that'd be really nice. Yeah, she was she was pretty instrumental in your life when you were younger. Yeah, she was. Um, a lot of uh, uh, my grandma was a pretty strong woman in general because um, she came from the generation of, of you know, as a woman you you get married and you have kids and you yeah. serve your husband, right? That's kind of that whole idea. She had like ten kids by the time she was like fifteen or sixteen, you know. So wow, yeah, yeah, and and that's just. That's almost just kind of how it was, um, which I'm not saying is right. But uh, so she raised a lot of kids and she went through a lot, but she was uh, an awesome, sweet person um, that we all loved very much. And so we actually used to have Sunday dinners growing up, but when she passed, it they all kind of went away. But um, how long ago was that? Uh, that was years and years ago. At the time, I, I I don't remember how old I was now, to be honest with you, but it was probably close to. 18 years ago, give or take. So yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been a long time, but I don't know, just if I could just sit around that table one last time with her and drink some coffee, you know, that'd be awesome. But, and she would most likely tell you how proud she is of you. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll bet. I'll take that. Bet. Yeah. So when you think about your life, what are you most proud of? What would you like to tell your grandma about if you were sitting there at the table? Oh uh, man, I, 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 yeah, I don't know if it'd just be one thing. It'd be a list of things. Um, but uh, I think mainly as simple as it sounds is like, I'm okay, I guess, right? Yeah. Because to me, the high point 
is not suffering and being able to provide for myself, as simple as that is, right? Like mm-hmm. having a house or being able to go grocery shopping and not to worry about it and things like that. So I think mainly just saying How far that, you've come. Yeah, that I'm just okay, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like I said, maybe that sounds super simple, but. <laughs> no, no, I mean, sometimes that's the most important thing, right? Yeah. Is that you You made it through, you know, you're doing great and you got a great future in front of you. Yeah. So 20 years from now, when you look back on your life, what what do you want that to be 20 years from 20 now? years from now? Um, yeah. I think that 20 years from now, I would like to be further along in my career, of course. And I, I, I love CNG, so I would love to stay here and, you know, hopefully be in the point of like maybe a technical market manager, but that's 20 years. So who knows? I mean, oh, sky, yeah. the sky's can, the limit, right? Yeah, so you can, you can aim higher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know, uh, to be honest with you, but I guess hopefully being around family again, I have a, a nephew now. Um, so maybe being close to him and, you know, 20 years, you know, hopefully I've watched him grow and, and help, you know, just to be a good uncle to him and be around for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because as kids, I feel like we missed out a lot on that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, that's kind of, it's a hard question to answer because I don't know. Life is full of so many surprises that I feel like wishing for something is, I don't know. Like there's that old saying that even though I'm not very religious, it says, you know, it's like, what's that sound? Oh, it's God laughing as you make plans, you know, or life <laughs> laughing as you make yeah. plans, right? Because yeah. we don't know where we're going to end up. And sometimes maybe I just like to be more open towards it and be like, a, you know, whatever opportunities come, I'm going to take. Yeah. And I don't want to aim specifically for something because I don't want to keep myself from other opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, maybe just stay more open to that. Yeah, but, I think that's critical. Stay open, raise yeah. your hand. Raise <laughs> your hand, I like to say, you know, Mm-hmm. volunteer and kind of try everything you never know what's going to hit and right where fi- maybe you find a new passion yeah and that's i mean i trust me i didn't think it'd be in film i, I you know <laughs> I, I honestly yeah. if you would ask me you know four years ago you know hey how would you love to do you know blown film or cast i'd probably have been like i don't no, I'm good. There's other yeah. things I want to do, you know, but no, it's it's been yeah. awesome and it, I love it. So Yeah, there's a whole world here. Yeah. Whole world to be discovered well, and <laughs> you know, our future our future is unlimited as well. So Yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot that goes into this everything we do here. And I think another big part of that is like the people aspect of it, right? And I don't I don't think it's just the film. It's it's honestly not. It's being able to be a supervisor and stuff like that and work with people on the floor and just mm-hmm. I've had a lot of great opportunities here just to work with people in general and listening to people and, you know, and observing them is it, it teaches you a lot. So which, as you saw earlier, yeah. I didn't I didn't talk much. I just kind of listened. Listen, right? <laughs> so because yeah. well, we learn a lot more from listening. So, yeah. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a <laughs> yeah. reason. Right? Yeah. I've heard that a few times growing yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, it's it's your opportunity to ask me a question. You have anything you want to ask me? Um, you know, I guess the the thing I wanted to kind of ask you about was, so I know you've had not you know an easy life per se either, and I feel like 
you know, talking about going to manufacturing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I know that was hard. Would you think that growing up, like looking at, cause you said your mother worked in manufacturing, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. So was she like a huge impact on how you viewed that and probably more of an impact on like your direction in life towards like your career? Yes. I, I, because I was told at a young age, you can't do that. Women can't do that. Uh, I have the kind of personality that's like, well, just watch me then. <laughs> if, if you tell me I can't do something, there's no better way to motivate me. It's like, okay, well, then I'll just show you that I can. I don't try to convince anyone. I don't say, well, wait a minute, just, you know, I can, why can't I do that? I'm just like, in my mind, like, then that's what I'm going to do. Right. Um, and so for my mom, um, that was all she could do. The only job she could get was an hourly plant job. There were no women that worked in the office. You know, there was no opportunity for upward mobility. And it wasn't that she even wanted this for me. She didn't. My mom came from a generation where she didn't want me to have to work. She wanted me to find a husband, to marry a husband that could take care of me. And it wasn't because it, she was trying to limit me. She thought that would be the best life for me. Right. And so it was more that feeling of, I want to prove that I can do something that I'm not supposed to do and be a trailblazer. That to me was what my North Star was my okay. my desire to blaze a trail. Yeah, I'm, I I feel that I'm kind of like that too. I don't know how many times I get told you can't do that. I'm like, <laughs> watch <Yeah>. this. <laughs> right, but but I don't I don't even argue with the person. I just, right, right. I just you, in mm -hmm, my mind like mm -hmm, uh -huh, sure you know, okay yep, mm -hmm, yeah yeah watch me yeah. <laughs> Joe, this is this has been fascinating. I I really enjoyed our conversation. It's been quite a journey for you yeah. to get where you are. So, Joe Gerald, you inspire me. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I inspire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you need to inspire yourself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.